Welcome into the studios of ESP Media. I'm Rob Eber with First and Ten with the Super Tom Burton. Every Friday we huddle up with Tom on the latest with Princeton Schools. Happy Friday, Tom. How are you? Oh, thank you, Rob. I'm doing great. A nice win over Withrow week two, 42 to nothing. The Vikings go 2-0. and uh, A tough match uh, tonight against the Sycamore Aviators at Sycamore uh, Friday Friday night at 7. They're both 2-0. and So we'll talk about that to wrap things up. But let's uh, talk about the latest with Princeton Schools. And we've got three quick topics to uh, cover. The fir- very first one was a wonderful story. Uh, that Mike Dyer from Channel 9 did on uh, number 71, Vincent Munlin Jr. It was just a great story, and I know you were quoted in the story and would like to talk about Vincent for a second. Well, you know, we're very proud of our student-athletes, and, uh, you know, Vincent certainly epitomizes student-athlete. In fact, uh, last year he finished third in the Rotary four-way speech competition amongst all the schools in the area who participated. And his topic essentially was, even though you, when you look at me, I'm six six. Even though when you look at me, I'm big and strong. I'm much more than an athlete. Please don't define me as an athlete. Define me as a student who happens to be an athlete. And he really, he really gets it. He's had a lot of great opportunities uh, in leadership perspective. In fact, just last week or the week before last, he represented the school, one of ten kids that met with the state superintendent, Paula Di Maria, at a special luncheon. He's a great young man. Wow. How exciting is that for you, a student athlete that wants to make sure that everyone recognizes him as the student part of the student athlete at, at you know, quite frankly, at such a young age and maturity? Well, and you know what? At a time in life where we have so many kids that struggle with identity in general, and then really not necessarily always having a very supportive family. What also was in the article was about the, the importance of family, which I love. Yes. Yeah. So that was tremendous. But also having somebody that gets recognized for being a student athlete that's been driven by a family who's very supportive and all of that, those are types of news stories we need to see more of. Yeah, and and then the I, I hate to use the, the R word, the recruiting word, but you know, so a a family uh, around the the dinner table or having lunch or breakfast over the weekend can pull up that story for a fourth, fifth, sixth grader and and show them, see, you you can you can do this, and it's it's just so nice to see, and it was just a, such a wonderful story. Well, that's I would hope that that story would be talked about over and over and over again and some of the values that both mom and dad have are just critical to Vince's development and that's what we need more of now whether it's a grandmother or grandfather or a a guardian or foster parent those roles are absolutely critical and the aunt and uncle and those values can still be given over and over and over again when it comes to I'm going to support my son I'm going to support my daughter but I'm holding them accountable because that's what we need to do I'm not your friend. I am your mom. I am your dad. I'm your uncle, your aunt. I love you enough to hold you accountable. Yes. Yes, I I do believe we need more of that in society today, and I think it would go a long way. Uh, Some more great news for Princeton City Schools getting acceptance into the League of Innovative Schools. And uh, I I saw that. Just another wonderful uh, uh, item for Princeton City Schools. I know you'd love to talk to the fans about the uh, League of Innovative Schools. You know, Rob, we work overtime in Princeton. We have a complex district, and we work hard. We have to innovate 
over and over and over again. In fact, it becomes so commonplace for us to do that. I think some people, when they think innovation, what do we are we really innovating? Yeah, we're innovating over and over and over again. We're reinventing and trying to do things differently. And so the acceptance, and there's only a 114 school districts in this in the country, only 114 in the country that were accepted wow. into the League of Innovative Schools. And, and it's a think tank, and it's collaborative, and it's superintendents and uh, administration and the, all these cohorts to really kind of get together to try to figure out education and to do things differently, to disrupt education at a level that we need to do to be able to advance learning and to be able to really advance citizenship. Well, that's exciting, and it, it, it takes a team to get recognized to do that, and I know that uh, you'd be the first to applaud all of your staff and, and uh, colleagues that have uh, allowed you guys to get accepted into that. Well, and if, you know what, Rob, that's, I'm very, very glad you brought that up because, you know, so often I think superintendents, sometimes, you know, you're, you know, you, you, you get the credit, but you also get the blame. But, sure. but the credit is really very rarely ever our doing. I mean, we may, we have, may have a vision, and, but I was pushed by some other superintendents that are dear friends of mine to really look into this because of what it's done for their districts. And so we had people that helped along the way. Tricia Roddy, who's our director of communication, she helped Dr. Mary Phillips, associate superintendent, and it goes on and on and on with the people that had to um, have a vision and accept the vision and work on it to be able to really drive this. And to, for acceptance, it was a it was a multiple tier process to get in. So it wasn't a, it certainly was not a formality. Everybody who applied. I said, not get in, and like I said, only 114 in the country. Uh, boy, we're really honored. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. <clears throat> that leads me to my final topic, which is a great tie-in with the Vincent Munlin story and then the League of Innovative Schools is talking about preparing students for the future. You know, Bob, it is, um, I, I've probably been a little bit of a vigilante with some of my uh, posts and, and what I've said that many people, but for years and years and years, the litmus test of a school has been kids going to college. Now, once they go to college, they may not be successful. Mm-hmm. They, may, they may be successful and, and leave college with a debt that's so great that they're never going to be able to really live a life that they want to. We have kids going to military, and I think that's a great option for kids if that's what their passion is. Sure. But for kids that don't have the college aspiration or the military aspiration, we need to have a plan for each student. And so the preparing for the future, whatever pathway kids choose, we need to have a plan. And I'm really excited about what we've done this year. We've kind of moved some things around. We have a career council. We want a huge grant. So we're going to actually have another part-time person that does not cost the district anything. And we're able to have another person that's going to be able to drive and help having kids have experiences, whether it be job shadow, internship, paid or unpaid, uh, field trips, and this grant's going to pay for kids to get out into businesses, get out to colleges, get in hospitals, bring in military. I'm really excited about this to be able to advance and prepare for each student to be college, career, life successful. It is. It's so exciting each week talking with you, Tom, and hearing about all the great things at uh, 
Princeton City Schools. I, I hope the fans uh, and parents and grandparents are uh, appreciating this because there's great stuff uh, coming through this podcast on everything super that's going on at Princeton City Schools. And thank you for sharing that with us. Let's talk football tonight. Kickoff, 7 o'clock, Sycamore Junior High. Uh, two schools, 2-0. Two and oh. uh, it, it should be a good one tonight, Coach. Well, I have to tell you, uh, I've heard nothing but great things about the coach over there. I've seen it. Uh, this is my going in my fifth game uh, against Sycamore. Four rashy games. One was a scrimmage, and uh, you know they've done a they've done a good job. They're well coached. They're a very very disciplined team. Uh, you know we'll, we'll see what happens. But the superintendent over there is amazing and does great work over there as well. And, and we're friendly rivals, but. I don't want to lose, right. and, I, and I don't think we will as long as we follow the basics and, and work hard. We're really excited about what we're doing, and the kids have worked unbelievably hard this week. Uh, Mike Daniels, you know, has, has the kids ready, and the coaching staff's amazing. So we'll be we'll be ready to go tonight. We'll see what happens. Well, it uh, should be a good one. Once again, six, 7 o'clock kickoff, uh, Sycamore Junior High, Princeton Vikings, Sycamore Aviators. Tom, thank you for taking the time and uh, looking forward to talking with you next week. Great. Thanks, Rob. Have a great one. And as always, go Vikes. Coming up next, the play-by-play by Richard Skinner of all the action of the Princeton Vikings and the Sycamore Aviators.